All right, we are back for Justin Salemeyer Photography Podcast, part two with Lauren Grant of Zestful Kitchen. I guess you're the whole part of Zestful Kitchen. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and I like to say we, but it's just me. <laughs> yeah, we. I'll have my assistant get back to you. <laughs> Hello, this is also Lauren. <laughs> um, I want to talk about food photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not in, uh, a food photographer. I've shot a little bit of food for restaurants, mm-hmm. and I've, I think I've done it relatively poorly. What I've, what I've done well is like catching the mood or some yeah. of the overall sure. shots, and then I photographed uh, for my client, uh, Brew 66, like I photographed yeah. beautiful food, mm-hmm. but right. I don't know that I photographed beautiful food well. So I want to talk about like what, what are some like common components of beautiful food photography and how do you like technically achieve that? I feel like I like that idea because coming from the portrait photography world, you know, it's like I'm throwing on my, uh, yeah, I'm going to calculate this on my phone. I'm throwing on my uh, fixed lenses Mm -hmm. that like shoot at 1.4 and I'm shooting wide open most of the time. So I'm going to just, this is a super not pro of me, but I'm going to pull up a depth of field calculator. Um, a depth of field calculator is a, a formula that you can put in on your, um, it's the technical details of like how much of your photograph will be sharp and in mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. So you can say, I have a, you know, in my case, I've got a, Nikon uh, D850 and I'm going to okay so I'm pulling this up here let's say that I'm shooting on an 85 lens 85 millimeter lens and I'm shooting at 1.4 from I'd have to be probably five feet away so I can put these numbers in a depth of field calculator and it will say that the total amount of that's in focus from five feet away, the focus the focus plane would be one inch. Mm-hmm. So if I'm shooting like a, a bowl <laughs> of food, mm-hmm. only one inch of that food yeah. distance from the camera will be in focus. Mm-hmm. So if you got a ten inch plate, right, that's not very much. Food. <laughs> correct, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's one. So thing. yeah, you could you know if you're trying to shoot. Um, the textural component of something mm-hmm. like that. You yeah. want this part sharp, but then you like literally there, yeah. it'd be soft or something mm-hmm. like that. So all that to say that like the, I think that especially food shooting is really technical mm-hmm. and coming in yeah. from a portrait side, we kind of like set our settings and run and we're right. trying to catch people right. having their life. And like when a mom is really loving her kid, you want all maybe that. it's okay that it's a little bit soft mm-hmm. because you get the mood of what's happening. Yeah. But it's just beautiful. Yeah, it, that can be beautiful. You don't but want that to but be too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not usually like yeah, if you're trying to show texture. Yeah. Like you need to have individual rice grains in focus. You just Correct. Do. Correct. Yeah, so wait, let's break let's break this down. Yeah. What we're making the assumption like you said in the last podcast that you're trying to shoot photos of food that motivates people to mm-hmm. want to eat that food. Yeah. So obviously like casseroles are not like incredibly <laughs> photogenic, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to show What's good about it? Freshness, yeah. yeah whatever is, yeah, whatever is good about it, which yeah. changes. Mm-hmm. So that's usually color. Yes. Textural components. Textural. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like, 
You can't show hot or cold. I mean, you can maybe throw some steam on it yeah. or something like that. You want to, like, when I'm thinking about things, if it's an attractive texture, obviously. I mean, hopefully all your food is. But when I'm, a casserole you can make look really good. If you have a spoon coming out and you have a little bit of steam and you have a cheese bowl. Like, that yeah. is essentially going to make somebody, I mean, hopefully going to make them want to eat that. So what are the things about your food that makes you want to eat it. So like a cinnamon roll, it's always the center of the cinnamon roll. So you want yeah, to get Yeah, that's clothes. interesting. Yeah. You know, like you want a just a little yeah, bit of Yeah, nobody wants focus. like the dry crusty edge. You don't no. want to shoot the dry crusty. Yeah. Interesting. So like a salad, okay. you don't really want to shoot a salad that's not dressed. So you want to dress it with some you want to make it look moist and oily yeah. and you want to get most of it in focus probably. Yeah. Whereas a cinnamon roll you don't need all in focus because we know what the edges look like and we just want the center point. Or okay. if you're making pancakes, it's like, I want movement in there, so I want some syrup coming down the edge, because that's the huh. best part of a pancake, and yeah. like the melting butter. So, it, I think it depends on what you're showing. If you're showing a whole Thanksgiving meal, you want everything in focus, you want it on an overhead. If you're showing just the mashed potatoes, I want to show you a close-up of one part of the mashed potato that has a little bit of melted butter yeah. that makes you want just mashed potatoes. Hmm. So, I, I think you definitely have to think about, what is it about this food that is going to sell it? For a sloppy joe, like yeah. we talked about at Bebop's, it's all about the filling. Yeah, a little bit of that, because I add cheese on them, so you a little oh, bit of cheese. Maybe see a little level. little peek of the pickle on the side there. <laughs> yeah. I, like, yeah. I'm really hungry like, right what's now. What's in focus is going to be the meat, the juicy yeah. meat, and then the yeah, pickle. Yeah, because yeah, nobody cares about the bun or whatever. Yeah, that's interesting. Because yeah. um, I, I think that way with photos, with, mm-hmm. with somebody, it's like, this yeah. is... Like, Full disclosure, I shot your wedding. It's like, yes, this is yeah. what I like most about you. I want to make sure that we show this. This, this is the best part of the dress. Right. We want to show this. Yeah. So technically, how do I achieve that? Like, that's, yes. that's yeah. logically something. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've thought about that with food. Mm-hmm. So then your, te- like your techniques then yeah. are, you know, you're setting your aperture based on how much mm-hmm. you want yeah. in focus. Yep. Um, another component is, like, how are you shaping light? So you've got... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really think I kind of vacillate between side light and backlight. Backlight okay. is stunning for food. Mm-hmm. Um, it creates a beautiful shadow. Like I also try to add a little bit of highlight in the front if it's too shadow. If I'm shooting backlit, but there's something that just illuminates the food when it's backlit, and you have a drop off of shadow that just draws your eye in. Okay. So I really like that, but I do like side light just because I think that's a little bit more um, relatable. I think. Rarely is are you in real life having backlit food, but you are often. <laughs> I like to go eat food. in front of the <laughs> yeah. in front of the sunny window. Yeah. So yeah. those kind of things, things that are a little bit more, um, yeah, classic things that you're gonna make on a regular basis. I like to side light because I think it's just everyday light. Yeah. It's so like mac and cheese. I'm gonna do side light. Yeah. Um, because it highlights more of it. I can control the side shadow and really brighten that up. Whereas if it's something that's going to be a holiday dish or it's a really cool dessert, I want to backlight it and make you mm. stunned by what it looks like. So then you're going to make it. So those uh, are the kind of where I like light. And then I would say probably, yeah, in, if you're shooting side light, you get hot on one side mm-hmm. and darker shadows on the other side. So you actually see the textural component yeah. mm-hmm. more often. Um, yeah. Are you diffusing your window I do. So all the time, Most some of the time. The time. Um, if it's a cloudy day, I won't. But if yeah, it's a bright it's blue day like today, I will. Yeah. But it also depends on the client and the food. Yeah. So I have a client that wants super harsh light that's kind of a bone app style right now that yeah. has glass plates, harsh light. Um, 
so I will, I won't diffuse on those days. Um, I do like to do fuse for my photos just because I think it's such a beautiful, soft yeah. light to it. If I'm doing just an ingredient shot and I want it to be moody and dark, like I just did those mushrooms today, I do, I kept, I didn't diffuse at all and I used a, ba- a black bounce board. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Still called bounce board. I don't black. know what it's called. But I, yeah. <laughs> um, and I did that, and I dropped down a lot of my light. Yeah. But I still wanted the harsh light hitting one part of the mushrooms. So sometimes, if I'm doing an ingredient, I won't diffuse. If I'm doing a dish, I will. Yeah, that makes sense. I. Yeah, the textural component, like the side light, makes a lot of sense to me in diffusing things. Um, tell me about like really flat light, because. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when I shoot beauty or people, I, I don't prefer flat light because, but in some applications I'm finding it's, it's appropriate because Mm -hmm. you're trying to say like, well, this is just what it is. Like this is absolutely, but yeah, I mean like the the goal, I, okay. Everybody's issue usually like when they first buy two lights, they go put one on their left side, one on their right side. And they're like, what could go wrong here? And that (laughs) actually is horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to see the widest version of someone's face, just yes. light them completely evenly and have them, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't, I can't imagine in food, it just seems like every food mm-hmm. shot that I can think of offhand, it's always yeah. some sort of directional light. I think the only time I would use that would be if I'm doing a strict how-to. But even then, I want my how-tos to look interesting Beautiful. and artistic. Yeah. So yeah. I think that would be the only time that would work, but I, I still don't do that. Because yeah. I like to have shadow in my food in my photos. I think, to me, I just love that contrast. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had said in the last podcast that you're shooting almost everything or everything with the 24 to 70. Yeah. Um, and if you brought in other lenses... Mm-hmm. I would really like 100. 100 macro? Yeah. yeah just something so you can... Because I want to do like really close, really sharp. Yeah. Image, like, uh, you know you can shots. just get those like screw-on... I did not know that. One or two X's, right? <laughs> really? So look up on Amazon. Just look up like, um, so you can get a series of little glass filters. Okay. And what they do is they're like one, one X or two X, four X. And they're, I mean, it might be like 60 bucks or 40 oh, bucks. Oh gosh, that's not bad. And you have to match them to the size of your, mm-hmm. like your lens will say that the filter size is a yeah. 76. Okay. So you screw them on there. It's not the right way to do it, but okay. it. It's zooms at two x and it, yeah yeah correct it's 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 a quick way to yeah. to get a, a macro mm-hmm. or a zoom out okay. of it a little bit more yeah. i do like because i started i used to have a few lenses that i carried around for ring shots at weddings mm-hmm. and i have started to feel like um I, this i'm up for it if somebody wants it differently but for me i don't think like if you want to look at your ring you can just look down and look yeah, at your I've ring never quite understood those. and i'm not you know i'm not i i like have a beautiful picture of these rings on macaroons but i just yeah. I don't do that anymore the right. trend has kind of gone away from it yeah so i'm not going to carry around another lens with me all day long just right. for this one shot yeah so it was like well if there's oh, just, so a, just if there's this yeah. teeny little thing that i put over it screw it yeah, on for two seconds sense. that would that makes sense yeah especially if you're not doing just that kind of photography there's no point in having yeah and i had a few macros i literally just sold my last one because it was well, yeah. What do you need it for? I mean, yeah, nothing. Very rarely, I can't think of a time that you couldn't use it. And in my case, the people that are good at it are good at it, and I'm not doing any work right now. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but yeah. how close can you get? I did <laughs> yeah. some work for Allspice back in the day when they oh, were yeah. opening up, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, well, if we're shooting 
like really close shots on all these ingredients. Yeah, right. then I need something. Yeah. So I think I bought one for that job. That <laughs> and like every time I sense. buy one, it's because I bought I bought one for a job, and then the job was like over, and I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. need that anymore. <laughs> I think it was half of what I got paid for. <laughs> I had this. I bought this really sweet Zeiss Macro Fifty. I don't know why. Oh, I had a, a, a shooting some watches for a client. Oh yeah. And it was great, and then I hadn't used it a lot since. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so otherwise, like technically, what are some other things that go into your work? I, mm-hmm. You have a, a bunch of styling. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess when I do every recipe before I get started, I think of what angles does this food look best at. Okay. And most often I'll do three angles. I'll do an overhead, a 45, and a 90. Yep. Just so I have them, because it's good to have different angles for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also for my site and different things do well on Pinterest. So I like to have all three of those. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way I don't have to come back and redo it should I need something else. So I just get them all done at once. Um, so I think of those three angles and I think of what are the things, how can I add movement to it? Mm. And whether that's me cutting into something and having somebody's hand in it or it's... One of my favorite photos of you is you standing with a cast iron skillet, <laughs> oh, yeah. but you shot it of yourself. Is that right? Yeah, with a charcoal. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All of the outtakes on that, it took a long time to get it right. Because it's like there's nobody st- nobody's here to stand in for me, so I have to yeah. guess on... On focus? Yes. And so I like, hold it, drop it, look at it, hold it, drop it. It's just... It takes... Five times longer than it needs to. Should I just have an assistant? It takes like, yeah, it takes like literally, yeah. it'd take me three seconds to go and be like, oh, go yeah. stand over there. Boom. All right, yeah. we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Greg like can't do it because he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Anyway, so um, I like to add movement, whether that's with somebody or a yeah. hand or a drizzle, a dust. Um, there's drizzle, dust, and some, I have like three Ds that I do. Yeah. Um, to try to bring movement in because I think that that brings not only different focus, but so also, wait, okay, how are you, so you're, a big component for what you're doing is auto timer or using your app or what do you, timer. how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll like bump up the ISO really high yeah. so I can get movement that doesn't just look like it's a waterfall. Yeah. Um, and I'll stand by it and have the timer go off and make sure my hand's in the right position. And then I'll do half of what I'm pouring or dusting and like hope that I haven't ruined the food yet. Because this is always at the end of the shoot because you don't want to like Yeah, correct. You deconstruct at the yeah. end. Yeah. So at the end of the shoot, I'll just mess around with it. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But um, <laughs> it's always kind of a crapshoot, especially with powdered sugar because you can yeah. really ruin something. So you're completely unrelated, but your husband is an architect. And every architect that I've ever bid on work for... Like, all they want is, like, we just want to add a little bit of movement to this. Like their, oh, really? <laughs> their dream is, like, you need to shoot it with nobody yeah. in it. But then we'd have really so like to have some people through. in it. We'd really like to have some yeah, people I've in it. And it's, like, impossible that. to do, you know, to shoot for six days right. for one building and then somehow afford 75 models to be walking through the space right. in a way that's yeah. natural. Yeah. that's It's really funny that I'm, like, sitting here thinking <laughs> of like, how mm. it, your guys' relation. Like, we just, at the end of it, we're going to deconstruct by having some people move. We're just going to ruin it all. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, have yeah. you ever, like, I guess the, the 5D Mark III came out before there was, like, I don't know how the Canon app works. Like, there's a good one now for my Nikon on yeah. my phone. But then I'm holding a phone. Like, so it's like, well, do you want to... <laughs> I kind of do wish I had the Wi-Fi compatibility just because... I wouldn't have to plug it into my computer to look at it, which would be nice. But yeah. also, I don't think I'd use it that often. I mean, I'm in a yeah. 900 square foot house. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but that I, would be nice. I am. Uh, I got a friend out of Kansas City that does all these self portraits. Mm-hmm. They're weird to me. 
Um, <laughs> but that's just such a whole different world. Like I've just never, I've yeah. never been in my own photographs very much. Definitely not any yeah. that's not, they're not sarcastic. Right. And then if I am, uh, I've never been like publicly, I don't even take my camera out in public unless I'm like literally with the client. I remember yeah. going down to the Ozarks with some guys and we go into a coffee shop and like they each carried one or two cameras oh in God. and I was like, guys, like, let's not, yeah. uh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So especially it'd be really hard for me to be publicly someplace like mm-hmm. setting up a self timer to take yeah, pictures of myself. For sure. Much less at home, I'd feel a little bit foolish. Yeah. If- it's awkward for sure. Right? <laughs> I'd be like, kind of look around like, is the mailman coming? Like, I don't want yeah. to see me doing this. But it's, I mean, at some point when you are part of your brand... And I could take myself out of brand, I guess. But I yeah. think that since there no, are so many... No, the promise with you is that we get to look like you and <laughs> eat the food that you make. I mean, like, that's yeah. like... I feel like that's with Gwen and the Makerista. That's with Bailey Ray. It was like, yeah. I want to eat your yeah, food you and be you. Right. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. just... We're, all these are aspirational brands and right. you want... Yeah. So I yeah. think that... that yeah, I understand you not wanting to be connected with it. It's a little easier to sell someday if you're That's not, true. Mm-hmm. you know, the but face of the brand. But I do think, like, with so many people out there doing this, how am I going to create something that is more personal that people feel like they have a connection to and that's not just about food yeah. or not just about food photography? Like, yeah. so adding myself into holding the turkey or the cast iron skillet, it brings a little bit of the humanity back into it yeah. instead of yeah. just another content creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in... In some sense, like we've seen the photo of pancakes that you're going Absolutely. for. Absolutely. Yeah. That's nothing new. Huh. How do you, what are your thoughts on, yeah, do you, are you plagued with wanting to redefine the genre? I mean, it's like, I'm in the same place where like, okay, I want to go out to Horseshoe Bend because Horseshoe Bend is a super cool place. Yeah. And I want to shoot the same photo that everybody else shot because right. that's the right photo. Right. But I also don't want to shoot the same thing that everybody else does. But I bet if you get there, you can look around all day long and be like, yeah, but there's the photo. You can be shooting pancakes all day long and you're like, I mean, yeah, you can't stack them any different. Right. You there's can't. There's a fine line. I, I, I do wish that I could have more time to be creative and do things differently. But I'm also so Time is all you that. have right now, isn't it? No, I'm just kidding. No, but I'm like kidding. I have to create a content. I have to create a lot of it. Yeah, you do. So there's a little bit of how much time can I spend on this before it's foolish? I mean, I can't spend five hours trying to style pancakes. I just no. can't. Yeah. You know, so... We only... This time of year, there's like... It literally gets dark at four, so you've got... Well, that too, <laughs> which is just stupid. You've gotten... You have an hour and a half to do the whole thing before it's yeah. dark. Yeah, and... I, as somebody that is a photographer and a like food stylist, I want it to be interesting and different, but I'm also recognizing that my audience really doesn't care. Correct. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think that the... the the niche market of like, no, no, she's like a really food blogger, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's not like anything you've ever seen. It's like, I yeah. mean, yeah, that's cool. But like, it's like, especially with wedding photos, like you just want to you see your dress. You want to see the whole thing. Right. You want to, you yeah. want to. If I could be a photographer for severe and do amazing photographs on culture and food, that would yeah. be yeah wonderful but i'm just not in that position i'm in the position of selling content and so Correct. i have to create content. yeah if you like hang if you hang a pancake from a fishing pole <laughs> yeah and have like you know it's like there's just there's things that's like I mean, there's just, weird shit you could do but yeah it like, just isn't together. gonna be yeah yeah so that's that's hard it already Sometimes. yeah you're already alienating 
because you put, you know, because you put some rosemary in something, you've just alienated yeah. half the people anyway. Well, that's right. I have a rosemary caramel. People are like, what the hell is that? About? Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting. There was, I have a few friends um, that I talk to constantly in the food blogging world. And there was this huge thing that blew up recently about this food photographer teacher who called out one of her previous students for copying her and for creating images that looked exactly like hers. And... I kind of understand her point, even though she's a teacher, I kind of understand that the woman used almost the same exact recipe, not the same exact recipe, but a recipe that looked the same, with the same props, the same lighting, the same background, the same angles. And so part of me was thinking, okay, this woman did copy her. Yeah. However, as a teacher, you teach people to emulate you. To you, yeah. Yeah. So every great teacher has taught you how to do things the way they do it in hopes that you're going to learn the components and go on to make your own style. So part of me kind of felt bad for the girl that got called out yeah. publicly on Instagram. Yeah. And her business got shamed. But then part of me was like, okay, well, you shouldn't steal people's ideas and style and um, creativity, I guess. But also, it's like, how much can you do with a cake? <laughs> there is a limit on how much you can do with a cake that's going to sell yeah. on Pinterest and on the web. So there's this fine line of creating your own style and doing things originally yeah. But also, how do you create original content when you have so much content swimming around yeah. that you don't even know that you're pulling from inspiration from other people? So that's kind of the problem, I think, with people taking and trying to emulate other food photographers because there's so many food photographers and there's so many people trying to sell food photography on the internet yeah. that I think when you take classes on food photography, you have to understand that you're learning the ins and outs and the components. You're not learning the style. Yeah. And to just... Use the food that you have and use the props that you have to make your own. Yeah. Because there is a little bit of, you have to create your own content. Yep. But is it, I mean, the product, and this is in all cases, the product isn't the photograph. Right. It's like, because if you did a recipe and tomorrow it got picked up by Mario Batali mm-hmm. and he redid your right. recipe, right. even though that's like your work. It carries different legs mm-hmm. if it was Rachel Ray's or right. Mario, like any of these people. Right. And I think that same thing. I mean, one of the biggest parallels that I've thought about is music, where it's like when I started playing guitar, your first song you learn is this collective soul song, mm-hmm. and is the better you get, the more you're able to copy other people. Right. And the ultimate goal at some point is to be like, no, like listen, I can play this Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. solo exactly. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully I get good enough that I start to somehow yes. produce my own at some day. Yeah. But one, some people never get better than a cover band. Right. And so there are photographers that literally have seen what somebody sure. else is doing and just do exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. They're finding, they're curating their Pinterest feed mm-hmm. and That's their skill point, is, yeah. is to do exactly. So mm-hmm. somebody says, I want you to give me other, yeah. this other person's work. It. Yeah. And they can do that. Um, so that that's like one component, but there's another part that's like, but you don't you hope that you can everybody, that. yeah, like at some point has their mm-hmm. own sense of style. But I, I mean, yeah. I know people that that don't want to have right. their own sense of style. They, they want to just do, yeah, and they're fully content. And I know clients yeah. that aren't. I know clients that come to you and they say, "I just literally want that person's gallery, but with me in it." Wow. So it's like those things exist. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not how you and I will ever work or live. Yeah, which I think is hard to realize. Correct. That people don't necessarily need to feel original. They don't need to feel like they're getting something different. They which is funny want... with in your whole industry because 
I could go come up with a recipe myself for this. Yeah. But like you make your money off of or a component of your money off of people saying, I want exactly what Lauren's doing. Right. And I want to make it to look like hers. I want to follow that exact recipe. You know, so like in this, there's this kind of hypocrisy all down the line of like, you need to be totally yourself. It's like, yeah, Yeah. but we're literally trying to get people to do exactly what Mm -hmm. we just did. We just made a 10 step video of it. Right. So there's a, this, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. In the process, we should imitate. Mm -hmm. That's what I think too. But you will start to have like stylistic decisions when you're like, but I like, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, one time my buddy Logan saw, like he said, I was looking through some images and I knew these were yours because it was like really left weighted and nobody I know puts people that far on the side of it. And it's like, my style was never been like some deliberate decision that I made to be like, I'm going to be dark and moody. It's like, no, I just see things that way. Mm -hmm. And that's where where I put people. And so, Mm Eventually, like you can't really have a style if you don't have any work. So your right. style is just you just have to start doing it. the sum, mm-hmm. you know, of right. what you do over yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So th- that to me yeah. seems like yeah, if you and your style is completely influenced by what gear you have right now. Yeah. You obviously are <laughs> working off of foods that are available to you. You know, so Absolutely. it's like you may not mm-hmm. your style may not be. Well, she just does all this seafood. It's like well. We can't get any. Right, so right. We're right. literally as far away from yeah. water as you can be. Mm-hmm. You know, so th- yeah. that stuff all becomes, you know, my guess is if you shot lobster all the time, you'd understand how to light it better right. than if you exactly. literally never mm-hmm. did, you know, or whatever. Well, and that's, I'm trying to move past, because I think I was in that phase of like, okay, I know how to achieve what I want to achieve for the most part when it comes to lighting and it comes to focus and it comes to whatever. But I'm trying to get past that and say, okay, I'm going to start experimenting. Yep. Instead of knowing how to get what I want, I'm going to just start experimenting and not know how it turns out and just play around. So I'm trying to play around with more yeah. shadow and more dark and more moody because that's not something that I know how to do. So now yeah. that I've figured out the light and bright and airy, I want to start working on figuring out the moody part because I want to be well-rounded. Yep. And that might be where my style actually needs to be. You have other tools. And yeah, because I love it how you're talking about that like what's the best part of this like what if cinnamon rolls need to be gooey how do i show gooey and there is a right and wrong technical answer absolutely or there's a few right and wrong technical answers Mm -hmm. for how to show gooey right so you can make this at least logically come to a point that like hey the right the right answer here Mm -hmm. is dot 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 yeah and that to me is like the beauty in photography is not that like, well, everything is equal. It's like, no, there's not. There's mm-hmm. bad photographs. Right. There's good photographs. If you don't have a goal, then there's no right and wrong. But if your goal is yeah. how do we motivate people to eat mm-hmm. and use my cinnamon roll recipe, right? then it's like, well, then yeah. shooting has like a clear purpose. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a good answer. So you start to say, well, does this need texture? Well, how do you show texture? Right. Texture can't be from flat light. It has to be from side light. Mm-hmm. The harder the side light, the more graphic the texture is. So yeah. let's use hard side light mm-hmm. as opposed to soft diffuse, which, you know what I mean? So right. the mm-hmm. larger the light source, the less texture it will show. So you want a yeah. small, you know, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It's like you want to learn every piece of it you can mm-hmm. so that you can technically arrive at the right decisions. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think you have the component of how do I show this and make it look really good and you want to eat it in the texture. And how do I actually make a really well-composed photo that has 
good composition. Yeah. And, I and think- you're the one to, the, the crazy part, like if we were over in uh, shooting for a magazine, you've got mm-hmm. a chef, right? You have all those. You things. have a food yeah. stylist, maybe two food you stylists. You have an art director. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have all these things. And so you're, uh, you know, yeah. your team of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to figure out the props. I have to figure out yeah. the composition. I have to figure out all that. And in some cases, like some areas, you're probably fronting most of the money yourself on oh, this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like Yeah. So like, oh, I do need some new props, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But we need yeah, we need some new props mm-hmm. because we're Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Are have you like thrifted for props? Have you like are there places like how do you how is some of your Yeah. Props? When I'm in a bigger city, I would say Des Moines is pretty hit or miss with Goodwill, so I just gotta skip it here. But in Minneapolis or Kansas City, they have wonderful goodwills that have great props okay um i do like to do a lot of pot like um small artists that create pottery i have one person that i found on instagram who i buy pretty much all her stuff because it's just it's natural colors it's matte finish i don't mm. like shooting on uh shiny glossy you don't want to see yourself in it <laughs> well that because that's why i get antique silverware too because you don't want i mean you'll see my tripod or you'll see me in the yeah. reflection and i don't want to take the time to edit that yeah um is it the industry standard to edit out People and uh-huh. all that stuff. Okay. But sometimes, if I mean, if it's small enough, nobody cares. Okay. What have you, know? you ever like? What is it called when you like just shoot behind a whiteboard with a little hole in it? Do you ever do that? <laughs> I have not done that. We did that at um, Cuisine when I worked there. Yeah. I have not done that. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Wait. How am I gonna hold all that? You just have a sheet. You're just gonna put a, a white <laughs> sheet over. Because sometimes, <laughs> like when I used to shoot on the floor, I would stand over it, and yeah. so you literally see my <laughs> whole like, entire body <laughs> in the reflection. So I'm like, well, something's gotta change here because. Yeah. You can see my legs. Like, this is bizarre. <laughs> so I try to fi- find things that are matte or really tarnished. Yeah. Um, I use just matte, like, finish on pottery. Um, just because it also just looks better, too. It's not yeah. going to huh. take over the food. And especially if you're doing overhead. And if I'm using a lot of plates. Like, I like to have multiple components if I'm doing an overhead dessert, let's say. Okay. I'm going to have an odd number of plates. I'm going to have an odd number of crops. So that means I'm going to have a lot of plates in there. Yeah. And I don't want any of that... Or all of that to be glaring up into my photo. Hmm. Um, so I want it to be rough, at least. And textured, because that adds a little bit more. Amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we've uh, we've explored this. Um, remind us again how to follow you. Um, at Zestful Kitchen or ZestfulKitchen.com. Okay. Lauren, <laughs> I really appreciate it. We'll, yeah, we'll catch up again. Fun. Thanks for joining us.